We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, the National Association of Scholars appeals to two Republican congressmen, Tom Cole of Oklahoma and John Cronin of Texas, to retract their support of Joe Biden's monstrous education bill that would radicalize our nation's youth. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. The topic for the day is education. Big surprise, right? My one-string banjo. But frankly, I do not apologize for it, and I won't apologize for it today. Don't turn today's show off. Don't move on because you think you've heard all of this stuff before. Piper's on a rant again about education. He's going to talk to us about how ideas have consequences. He's going to share with us his old axiom, his old saw that what's taught today in the classroom will be practiced tomorrow in our culture. He's going to talk to us about garbage in, garbage out. And if you teach bad ideas, you're going to get bad behavior. He's going to talk to us about the solution, that if you teach good ideas, you'll get good culture, good kids, good community, good churches, good government, and a good country. Garbage in, garbage out is the problem. Goodness in, goodness out might be the solution. We've heard Piper say all of this before. He's going to talk about it again. Well, you're right. I am going to talk about these things again. But the context for this is a story that's out right now where the National Association of Scholars, an alliance, appeals to Congressman John Cronin, Republican of Texas, and Congressman Tom Cole, Republican of Oklahoma, to abandon their support, to retract their support of the Civics Secures Democracy Act, a $6 billion, with a B, billion-dollar bill that would radicalize the civics education of our nation's youth. You need to call Tom Cole's office. You need to call John Cronin's office and ask them to reconsider. Now, I'm going to give them the benefit of a doubt, much like I gave some of my friends the benefit of a doubt in the Common Core debate, I'm going to assume that they initially believed that this act would promote better civics education across our country. Some common values, common cause, teaching constitutional facts, teaching our students about the history of our nation so that they could understand why America is exceptional, and why our freedoms are unusual in the United States. In other words, other nations don't enjoy the same freedoms that we do. Civics education, right? Not teaching our kids that the United States is perfect. Conservatives don't believe that our country is perfect. Conservatives believe that our country is exceptional. There's a difference there. It's kind of like 
Christians don't believe that Christians are perfect. Christians do believe that Christianity is exceptional, that it's unique, it's different, it's better than other religions. There's a difference between believing in perfection and believing in exceptionality. Don't let the left distract you by saying, oh, well, you don't believe in teaching about the Trail of Tears. You don't believe in teaching the students about the facts of the Tulsa riots. You don't believe in teaching our kids about the facts of slavery and how we did not measure up to the ideals of our Constitution and of our seminal documents like the Federalist Papers or the Declaration of Independence for decades or more in the United States. And we still don't measure up today. You know why? Because we're imperfect people. We don't achieve our highest ideals. We fall short. It's called original sin. Again, we have to get the definition of humanity right. The origin of man and the nature of man. Chuck Colson's first two premises in his Worldview model, I've talked to you about it before, the lesson of four, the origin of man, the nature of man, the redemption of man, and the responsibility of man. Chuck Colson told us, you have to answer these four questions. What is the origin of man? What is the nature of man? What is the redemption of man? And what is the responsibility of man? Every worldview, whether it's communism or whether it's constitutionalism, whether it's Christianity or whether it's Islam, whether it's atheism or whether it's Anglican. Every worldview answers these questions. Origin of man, nature of man, redemption of man, and responsibility of man. That should be the premise, the foundation for education. To teach our students, teach our progeny, teach those that follow us, the next generation that will be voting and establishing the leadership and the direction of this nation, this culture, your community, We should teach them about the origin of man, the nature of man, the redemption of man, and the responsibility of man. And in fact, you could argue that's what civics education should do. And why is the United States an exceptional country? Is because traditionally we've had the answer to those questions, origin of man, nature of man, redemption of man, responsibility of man, right. The origin of man we believed was in God, that we were endowed by our Creator. We were endowed by our Creator with unalienable rights and self-evident truths that these things come from God. They are not constructed by you or me. They're not made up by us. They're revealed from outside of us. There's a measuring rod outside of those things being measured. That's why we can do the measuring in the United States to be exceptional. Freedom in the United States was believed to be within the fences of God. G.K. Chesterton's axiom, if you want freedom, build a fence. Well, in the United States, the fences were constructed, the fence was constructed by the revelation of God. We are endowed by our Creator with certain rights and self-evident truths. Those rights and self-evident truths are the fence posts and the wire, if you will, strung between those posts that give us 
the context of freedom. And if we live within that fence, we can be totally free. But if you tear down the fence, you're not going to get freedom. You're going to get anarchy. You're going to get chaos. And the vacuum that's implicit in anarchy and chaos will always be filled by something. First, it'll be filled by the gang as the gang raises its hand in a clenched fist, representing its power The gang will coalesce around power. The cultural revolution in China is a perfect example of that. The youth raising their hand in consolidation and power to crush all those old people, all those educated people, because the youth had a better idea. But as Bill Maher told us last week, often the ideas that youth bring to the table Our quote, Bill Maher, stupid, close quote. I want to talk to you about this Civics Security Democracy Act and and why you should be calling, excuse me, why you should be calling Tom Cole of Oklahoma and John Cronin of Texas and asking them, telling them, graciously demanding of them that they retract their support of this bill. Bottom line, they're inviting the camel to stick its nose in the tent. And when the camel puts his nose in the tent, his butt is sure to follow. And camels can be very messy when they live in your house. Let's take a break. Acknowledge our corporate sponsors, those that support us, on the radio show of The Rebellion down in KOKL Radio in Okmulgee. By the way, for those listening on the radio show, KOKL Radio, as well as those that tune in via the podcast that is featured in the Washington Times and elsewhere across the nation, for those of you that want to subscribe to The Rebellion, I encourage you to do so. Your support keeps us going, keeps me energized to keep getting up every morning and doing the research, the homework necessary to hopefully give you some new information, something worth listening to, and I hope that's the case. I try hard to do so. If you'd like to support that effort, go to patreon.com backslash d-r-e-v-e-r-e-t-t-p-i-p-e-r, patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper to subscribe to The Rebellion. $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month. Very helpful, and I'm very grateful. Don't forget my book, Grow Up. Life isn't safe, but it's good. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. I will be right back after this two-minute break. Welcome back to The Rebellion. All right, quickly, quickly. The National Association of Scholars appeals to John Cronin and Tom Cole to abandon bogus civics bill. That's the title of an article in the National Review by Stanley Kurtz. I'll read the introductory sentences to you right now so you can understand what the problem is. Then I'll explain the problem to you and why this is terrible education, terrible for your communities. It's... A bad idea disguised in attractive language, which is what progressives do. And they're not ignorant of it. They know what they're doing. 
Remember I told you that Barack Obama's initial campaign slogan, Hope and Change, was a brilliant use and misuse of words and language to distract you and to deceive you. Hope and change. Who who isn't for hope and change? That's beautiful language. Those are wonderful words. Let me repeat that. Beautiful language, wonderful words. Hope and change. We can all vote for hope and change. But he knew what he was doing. Progressives know what they're doing. When they use those nebulous terms, those terms that are fuzzy, they're like jello. You can manipulate them, push them, pull them, form them into anything. Hope and change, it's like an empty glass. It's like you've got a glass, a clear glass, and on it you write hope and change. Vote for me, I'll give you hope and change. I believe in hope and change. We're the party of hope and change. I'm the leader, I'm the face, I'm the voice of hope and change. And everybody rushed to vote for hope and change, but nobody bothered to ask. Hope for what and change what? Yeah, you've written that on your glass, and you're offering us an opportunity to drink from that glass of hope and change, but you haven't told us what you're going to put in it. You haven't told us what you're going to pour into the glass. You see, you could pour water into the glass, and it will nourish us. Or you could put poison in the glass and it will kill us. You have to ask them what they mean. So when they're going to pursue civics education, civics secures democracy. Good civics education will secure democracy. What do they mean by that? We believe in security. We believe in democracy, even though we are a constitutional republic. We're not a democracy. That might be one thing that would catch your attention in this bill. Why not civic secures a constitutional republic? They don't say that, and they don't say that for a reason, because they don't want you focusing on the fact and the facts of our history, that we are a constitutional republic, not a democracy, for a reason, and that we should be teaching our kids to understand the difference, which they don't. Adults don't understand the difference anymore. Why? Because of bad Education, bad civics education. We are not teaching our sons and daughters, the students in our schools, whether it be elementary, whether it be secondary, whether it be higher education, our colleges or our universities, we are not teaching them what a constitutional republic is all about. And in fact, we implicitly disparage the idea of a constitutional republic by ignoring the idea and the facts and the history of it. So first off, why in the world are two Republicans sponsoring a bill that says civic secures democracy? The reason is a democracy is good by and large. It gives the voice back to the people to vote. That's democracy. It's better than a monarchy, we might suggest. But some of our founding fathers warned that a democracy will always be a disaster. Because in a pure democracy, people understand that if they consolidate in mass, they can accomplish good things, but they can also accomplish some very bad things. They can control the public purse. 
and they can crush the 49.9% of the people that disagreed with the majority. They can crush them. They can force them to bow in submission. All of you rubes, all of you deplorables in the heartland, you're only among the 49.9%. You will bow to San Francisco. You will bow to New York City. You will bow to Washington, D.C. You will be made to care. That's the downside of a democracy. Electoral college, antiquated, get rid of it. Supreme Court, ah, we're going to change it so that we can control you. House of Representatives, the Senate, all oh, will change that too by adding Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico as new states. This is democracy out of control because it ignores the principles of our constitutional republic. All right, briefly, not enough time to go through the whole thing. Opening sentences of this article by Stanley Kurtz. Leading members of the Civics Alliance, convened by the National Association of Scholars, I've spoken to this group before, by the way. NAS is the acronym for the National Association of Scholars. Again, leading members of the Civics Alliance convened by the National Association of Scholars to fight action, civics, and related dangers. You're going to ask me, and you should ask me, what is action civics? I'll tell you before this show is over. The National Association of Scholars has convened a civics alliance, and the leading members of that civics alliance are intent on fighting action civics and its related dangers, and they've issued an open letter appealing to Senator, excuse me, I called him Congressman earlier. That is a mistake. I did not mean the oversight or the slight. Appealing to Senator John Cronin, Republican of Texas, and Congressman Tom Cole, Republican of Oklahoma, to abandon their support for the egregiously misnamed Civics Secures Democracy Act. So, this National Association of Scholars and the Civics Alliance within that National Association of Scholars has issued an open letter to Senator, again, Senator, forgive me for mislabeling him, giving him the wrong title of Congressman, Senator John Cronin, Republican of Texas, and Congressman Tom Cole, Republican of Oklahoma. The National Association of Scholars is asking them to abandon their support for the egregiously misnamed Civics Secures Democracy Act. It goes on to say this, this $6 billion bill, which should be named the Action Civics and Critical Race Theory Harm America Act, will impose pernicious pedagogies on every school in the nation, just as Obama used massive federal grants to spread Common Core. Senator Cronin and Representative Tom Cole are Republican co-sponsors of this bipartisan bill, and their exit from that sponsorship could kill this legislation, this legislative monstrosity, before it manages to destroy American education. Why the strong words? Well, first of all, it further federalizes 
education in your backyard by infusing $6 billion of blackmail money into the system. You suckle at the government teat, and you are obligated to do what the sow tells you to do. All the piglets must behave. Otherwise, the sow will retract the food. This is why Hillsdale College is the one of the two or three colleges that you should consider sending your kids to because they refuse and have refused for decades upon decades to accept any federal or state money. They won't take it because they don't want the Fed telling them what to do. They don't want to be blackmailed by those dollars. You can't use your Pell Grant to go to Hillsdale. You can't use a guaranteed student loan to go to Hillsdale. Likewise, New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. One more time, Moscow, Idaho. And even though College of the Ozarks hasn't yet pulled that trigger, they're very true to their mission too. I would encourage you to consider those three schools because they teach constitutional republicanism rather than democracy at their institutions. And they believe that the origin of man is in our creator, not rising up of the primordial soup with no moral distinction above and beyond the cow, the pig, the cat, the dog, or the amoeba, or a virus. You ever stop to wonder if we're nothing but the product of evolution, then why shouldn't the COVID virus win? Survival of the fittest, right? Why are we so hell-bent on fighting against the survival of the fittest if we believe in radical Darwinism? as the answer to the question of our origin. Are you created as the Imago Dei, or are you nothing but the Imago Dog? Just a highly evolved version of the image of a dog. And if that's so, then you have no moral significance and no moral value other than the dog, and therefore the pack should rule, right? Which is exactly what action civics teaches. I may deal with this story a little bit further in subsequent shows. But the bottom line here is this particular bill, a $6 billion bill, Civic Secures Democracy Act, should be opposed by every thoughtful constitutionalist, whether it be Senator Cronin, Congressman Tom Cole, you or me. We should oppose it because education should be controlled by you, not Oklahoma City, not Washington, D.C., not San Francisco, not New York City, not Gavin Newsom, not Joe Biden, not Nancy Pelosi. It shouldn't be controlled by Governor Stitt. It shouldn't be controlled by Governor Abbott. It shouldn't be controlled by a Republican leader or a Democrat leader. Education should be controlled by you, the parents. It should be controlled locally. This is why I stood against Common Core. I met with Janet Barisi recently. Good lady. Good lady. I have no bone to pick with Janet Barisi, but her downfall as the, as the superintendent of schools in Oklahoma, superintendent of education in Oklahoma, was this. She supported Common Core. My opposition to Common Core was for one reason and one reason only. 
Local control, local control, local control. I don't need anybody else telling me how to run my university. I have been the president of a university for 17 years, and that university rose from obscurity to some national recognition because we had local control. We decided what our mission would be. We decided what ideas we would teach. I hired people that believed in that mission and would teach those ideas. We exercised truth in advertising. We told you what we believed, and we told you what we were going to teach. We were going to teach the primacy of Christ, the priority of Scripture, the pursuit of truth, and the practice of wisdom. We were going to teach facts over feelings. I wasn't going to give you a degree in opinions. I expected you to actually learn something because truth was an objective reality and not a postmodern construct. Hope and change wasn't what Oklahoma Wesleyan was about. Oklahoma Wesleyan was about teaching truth with a capital T, not propping up your opinions and making you feel good about yourself even though you're wrong. I said that. We doubled in enrollment, tripled our our revenue, paid down our debt, became a success, a national story, a national discussion because of local control. Nobody ever told me I had to do that, and I was responsible for making sure that we lived up to those ideals. And you know what? If I failed, fire me. And if I hired faculty that failed, I should fire them. If I hired a faculty member in mathematics who couldn't teach that 2 plus 2 equaled 4, I had the responsibility to fire that guy. Local control, local control, local control. What this stuff tells you, what this act tells you, what Common Core tells you, is that they don't trust you. You're too stupid. In fact, I once was in a debate with two Republicans over Common Core. At least one of them was a Republican. He used to be the leader of the House in Oklahoma. And I was actually asked once in the debate over Common Core, Dr. Piper, do you really believe that people in Hugo and Salisaw can do that? Hugo and Salisaw, two small towns in Oklahoma. How arrogant. How arrogant to suggest that those deplorables that live in small towns in Oklahoma, those moms and dads, are too stupid. Too stupid to know how to educate their children. That's what's wrong with this bill. It federalizes education to the tune of $6 billion. And I'll tell you what, you accept $6 billion into the educational system, and the educational system will become about propaganda and indoctrination rather than the pursuit of the objective truths. Those self-evident truths that are endowed to us by our Creator will no longer be the focus of education. It'll be about action civics, and I'll talk about that I ran out of time today. I'll talk about action civics in the next show, what it is and why it's a terrible idea. It's basically the radicalization of your children because they don't teach them about the facts of civics. They teach them to go out and protest in the streets because of their feelings. And guess what? Almost all of that is a leftist agenda. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.